This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. I'm 40. Well, the show is 40. Episode 40 of Go To Grandma starts now. I'm Kathy Buckworth, your host and grandma of two. If you're new to the show, welcome. The show is geared towards today's grandparents, but it's for anyone who is interested in facts and fun in today's world. Every week, we delve into relevant issues, talking with experts and sometimes celebrities about the world around us. And the world around us is slowly and hopefully safely opening up. As we think about potential travel plans, we want to put equal thought as to who we want to travel with. While it can be a lot of fun to pack up your kids and grandkids and have a whole big family experience, maybe sometimes we just want the grandkids. Maybe the parents are working, or maybe they need a break from the kids. Or maybe we just want to have those wee grandbabies to ourselves for a bit. Regardless, skip-gen travel, which refers to skipping that middle generation, is a growing trend. Today on the show, we have travel expert Claudia Leroy on to talk about the benefits she has seen her sons have by traveling alone with her parents. We'll talk about her new book, A Family Travel Anthology, A Gelato a Day, as well. Families come in many shapes and many sizes, as we know. What's it like to be a single mother and then transition to a single grandmother? We're going to talk to author and speaker Mona Andre about that today. What are the special challenges and rewards of being a single grandmother? Our Take 5 with RBC series continues with the topic I know you've probably talked about with your kids or grandkids in the past month or so, home ownership. A recent RBC poll shows that 54% of Canadians are stressed, knowing they may need to buy a home farther away from friends and family. I know this from a personal perspective, as my daughter and her family are moving from five minutes down the road with their growing family to a smaller community an hour away. We'll talk to an expert about some advice on making your next home purchase, maybe to move closer to those grandkids or to think about downsizing. A lot to get through today, so if you know me, I'm already on my second coffee and I hope you're walking or running or sitting comfortably as you get ready to listen to our 40th episode of Go To Grandma. I'm Kathy Buckworth. Thanks for dropping in. Whether you are planning for your own estate, the needs of your family or business, or you're an executor for a loved one's estate, RBC Royal Trust can help guide you, simplify the complex, and support your life's vision. Partner with RBC Royal Trust and ensure your legacy will thrive for generations to come. Leave a legacy, not a burden. Visit rbc.com slash royaltrust. Claudia Leroy is a writer, editor, and author living in Vancouver, British Columbia. She writes about adventure, family, 50-plus, and sustainable travel for a variety of publications, including The Globe and Mail, Toronto Star, Air Canada En Route, Zoomer Magazine, Saturday Evening Post, and Canadian Traveler. She is the founder of ClaudiaTravels.com, an editor at Twist Travel Magazine and Vacay Canada. Claudia loves all kinds of active adventures and when home enjoys walking her dog and sipping pineapple margaritas in her backyard garden. A Gelato a Day is her first book. Good morning, Claudia Leroy. Am I reaching you somewhere outside of Vancouver this morning? Yes. Hi, Kathy. I am actually in Eugene, Oregon, attending a 
travel conference. Of course you are, because you are one of the busiest travel writers that I know. We've been on a few things together, and I know that your focus is really family travel, and you call yourself traveling mom, and you've written a lot about not just traveling with your own kids, but also about something we're going to get into called skip gen travel. So tell me what that is, Claudia. Well, skip gen travel is something that has grown in popularity over the past couple years. And essentially, what SkipGen refers to is quite simple. It's grandparents traveling with grandkids without the parents along. How about so that? It's essentially, <laughs> skip it, right? <laughs> Skipping that middle generation. And it has become increasingly popular for a number of different reasons. And I know that your boys, who are young adults at this point, but have done some SkipGen travel with your parents, correct? Yes, they've done some with my parents and also with my in-laws, my nice. husband's parents. Around the age of 14, both of them um, were approached by my in-laws who wanted to take them on an individual trip, Mm -hmm. just them and each grandson individually, and go on a trip that that my sons would choose, and they would go together, just the three of them. Two years apart, they did this, and it was quite an amazing experience for all of them. I'm sure it brought them much closer together. And and that's a nice way to do it, right? Just one of them so they could really focus on the interests of that one child. Yeah. I mean, it it can be as simple as going, you know, just to a, a, you know, out camping Mm -hmm. or visiting the destination close to home. In my in-laws case, they are big travelers as well. What a surprise. And (laughs) each of them took my son to two different uh, destinations. One was Peru and the other one was China. So they did it over spring break. Wow. So not just down the street. No, they were not. That's awesome. And I mean, it obviously involved a great deal of planning. Mm -hmm. You know, they hired professionals, of course, to, to do that. And they did it at an age where they were still able to do everything that they wanted to do. They were healthy enough, physically mobile and whatnot in that case. And and also did things that met mutual interests like history, hiking, nature, uh, you know, attractions, that kind of thing. That's a great point, Claudia, about doing a trip where you can do what the kids, if you want to go on a lot of hikes or if you want to do something that's a little more sort of physical, right? Think about doing it sooner rather than later. Exactly. Because now that's like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and my in-laws, you know, they're in their 80s now, and right. I really don't believe that they'd be able to do it at all right now compared to when they were in their 70s when they were out hiking, they were biking, they were out and about. So mm-hmm. that is definitely um, something to be aware of. But again, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, major. It does not have to be in a far-flung destination. It can be close by. The, the key to the skip-gen travel um, experience is the time that is spent between the grandparents and the grandkids without the parents in the way. Exactly. And, you know, that can be anything that they enjoy. And the key is the, just the spending time together, having fun wherever you choose to be. Claudia, in your estimation, why does family travel matter? Oh, my goodness. What a question. Yeah. Kathy, there are so <laughs> many important reasons. And I know you do a lot of family travel mm-hmm. yourself as well. And, of course, with your grandsons now, too. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the key for family travel is the reason why it's important. And there are many, like I mentioned. Spending time together, um, creating memories and learning from each other is one of the big things that I think family travel can can give outside of our daily routine experience and the life stresses and, you know, the the chauffeuring between school and sports and theater, all the different interests and uh, and things that kids want to do and parents want to do. When you go on a trip together, whether it's camping on Vancouver Island or you know, uh, you know, a stay in Stratford for a long weekend mm-hmm. to go to the theater, as an example. You're spending 
special time together that's outside of your regular routine. You're making connections in a different place. And, you know, you're seeing those destinations and meeting people through sometimes children's eyes or even, you know, in, in the case of an older child, like a teenager, through, through their lens. And they can often make contact with people that adults can't make. Mm-hmm. Children can break the ice better than anybody else because often, you know, people want to want to meet your child or your child has no no hesitation going up to people and asking a question from someone, whereas you, an adult, might mm-hmm. have that. So, you know, the developmental aspects as well of, you know, shaping connections and learning how to talk to people, visit places, those are really important to develop at an early age. So even though it might be challenging to go out and then do something with your toddler outside of your quote-unquote comfort zone of home, it is worth it because mm-hmm. they are going to open doors that you never imagined possible, and you're also going to see the world in a different light through their eyes and then spend time with them that you never would have imagined, whether you're kind of walking around Paris, punting boats in the <laughs> Luxembourg Gardens, or even just going, like I mentioned, on a wonderful camping trip adventure together. There's so many great family travel stories out there, and one place we can find them is your new book, Claudia, which I'm so excited about. Yeah. It's, a, it's a travel anthology. It's called A Gelato a Day. Great title. Tell me about the book. Well, thank you, Kathy. The A Gelato a Day is a collection of 20 family travel stories. Um, it's an anthology, and I approached uh, 19 other writers from Canada and the United States, and with a focus very specifically on family travel. There are a lot of wonderful travel anthologies out there, but this is the first one that uh, that I have found mm-hmm. <laughs> and made that really focuses on family travel. So it, it's not just travels about, you know, going as a toddler with your toddler to Hawaii, but also traveling with your mother as an adult mm-hmm. on, on a trip home to Morocco or discovering things about a parent about their childhood while hiking in Banff, which was my own experience, or visiting a place in the United States with their son, like the Civil Rights Trail, like a mutual friend of ours, Heather Greenwood Davis did. And Mm -hmm. those experiences that help shape us and help us understand and discover things about ourselves, the people we think that we know, and create those precious memories long after kind of the suitcases have been unpacked and the laundry has been done and and put away. And those things stay with us throughout our entire lives. Thanks for sharing that with us today, Claudia. It sounds like a great book to start reading before we start planning our family travel, whether it's Skip Jen or with the whole gang. We can find a gelato a day where we can find any great books, and we can find Claudia at claudiatravels.com, and all of your social media handles are there as well. Thanks for joining me today, Claudia. Thank you so much, Kathy. Have a great day. You too. It's always nice to save money on your everyday expenses. And it's never been more important to get greater visibility of your finances as you plan for your retirement years. RBC can help you make the most of every dollar with RBC 55 Plus Advantage offers. Save on everyday banking fees, grocery store purchases, and more. Visit rbc.com slash 55 Advantage for all the latest offers designed especially for those planning or already enjoying retirement. RBC 55 Plus Advantage offers because it's always a good time to be smart about your budget. 
Andre is an award-winning humor blogger, columnist, and author. She believes that the saddest thing in the world is forgotten potential. And she wrote her recent book, Superwoman, a funny and reflective look at single motherhood, as a reminder to other single moms that while being a parent is important, we're still individuals with dreams, goals, and aspirations of our own. Morning, Mona. Thanks for coming on the show. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. So, Mona, you've written this book, which sounds amazing, but you've also gone through a bit of a transition yourself from a mom or a single mom to now a single grandma. How has that transition been for you? It's actually nice. I mean, when our kids are little, we're their everything. Mm -hmm. And now, um, well, I get to be a grandma, and then I get to, at the end of the day, say, here's your kid. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your grandkids, Mona. So I have uh, I have one grandson, mm-hmm. and he's ten now. I oh can't wow! Believe it. He's ten. I'm going to start lying about his age. <laughs> actually, what does he call you? Does he have a special grandma handle for you? Yes, he does. So my on my father's side, we're Romanian, and the Romanian word for grandmother or grandma is banica. Ah. So when he came along, I just didn't resonate with the word grandma. So mm-hmm. I thought he's going to call me Nika. But as it came out of his mouth, he called me Tika. (laughs) Oh, cute. That's so funny. They often do that, right? Yeah, the names evolve like that. So your grandson is now Tans. You must have some great conversations with him. Does he know that you write about him and about uh, your kids in the books? He actually, no. He he knows I write. He sees me with my computer all the time. But he's at that age where he's not really interested in Mm -hmm. what other people are doing. He's more (laughs) the outdoorsy type. Oh, nice. Nice. When I did your bio intro, I talked about your concept of the saddest thing in the world is a forgotten potential. Where did that come from, Mona? I basically lived it. So when Mm -hmm. my kids were little and anybody who, you know, in that situation of being a single mom, you're, you're just worried about paying the bills. You're worried about your, you know, your kids. You feel guilty a lot of the times because you want to give them so much that I forgot about myself. Mm. So, and then as I got older and I realized that, well, I, you know, I need stuff in my life too. And I'd always wanted to be a writer and started to focus on that. I realized that happier me means happier mom means happier kids. And I just realized that I needed to focus on me and my dreams. And then everything else tumbled into place at the same time. And when you wrote your book, it wasn't just your story. You actually interviewed other single moms and shared their stories. Tell me, did you find any commonalities between the women, even though they didn't know each other? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm going to say that single moms kick ass. And I I don't know if if I'm going to get beeped out there, but there's just, I interviewed such strong and I'm going to say they felt empowered, I think, from the experiences that they went through, perhaps not at the time that they were going through it, but definitely they came out shining. Yeah, I, and I can totally appreciate that. I was actually a single mom for a few years myself. I had my two kids, and I was divorced from my first husband when they were one and three, and I remarried when they were, you know, five and seven. So I had some, or six and eight, something like that. I had some years in between, and it's very hard, and I was working full-time. And you're right, there are times when we feel like it's, it's super hard, but we have to keep going. We think for the kids, but it's for us too, right? It's for us that we have to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. And back, well, in my day, we didn't have social media. There no, was no uh, me neither. <laughs> connection. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you think it's easier to be a single mom with social media or without social media? You get more support mm-hmm. because of social media today, so perhaps it's a little bit easier. 
there's communities now that, you know, you can be home, not have to worry about hiring a babysitter and still connect with other people. So I think technology might have made it a little bit easier from the emotional support sense of it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And what about with your grandson? Are you able to see him in person or are you connecting online with him as well? I see him in person. Oh, that's nice. In person. That's yeah. nice. Um, and what yeah, about yeah. sharing about your grandson? How does, you know, you're, you're the grandma or the... Tika, are your kids okay with you sharing information about your grandson online? As long as I don't mention his name or mm-hmm. his school, yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, I guess, something that's always in the back of our mind. Absolutely, absolutely. And are you going to be writing a super grandma book? <laughs> I am. Oh, great. Well, not so much a super grandma. It's more, um, I, ha- I always have ideas. Right now, I'm working on how to survive your your kids' teenage years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely, eventually, yes. Yeah. That's on my list. So if somebody wants to find your book, Superwoman, Mona, where would we go to find that? So it's online wherever books are sold, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, It's also in, if you're in Canada, it's in select Indigo stores. Oh, nice. And we can find you, Mona, at Mona Andre. That's M-O-N-A-A-N-D-R-E-I dot com. But your social media handle is Moxie Dude. Want to tell me where that came from? <laughs> so, yeah. So when I was when I started the blog, Moxie is just a word I really love. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's courage, it's strength, it comes from inside, it's attitude. And I like the word, dude was my word, my, from my talking to my mom to friends. It's like, dude, what are you doing? So I thought, okay, that fits, that fits with me. I like that a lot. And we can find, I'm sure, some interesting stories if we head over to your website about being a single mother, but also single grandmahood, which I think a lot of people would be able to relate to. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Mona. Really appreciate it. Oh, my God. It was a pleasure, honestly. Okay, thanks. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Dreaming of a U.S. sunset? We're with you. At RBC Bank, we make it easier for Canadians to fulfill their retirement goals. Looking to buy U.S. real estate? Our cross-border mortgage experts can guide you from dreaming to doorstep. Want to truly enjoy your next U.S. getaway when the time is right to travel? With access to over 50,000 U.S. ATMs, mobile transfers between your Canadian and U.S. RBC bank accounts, and credit cards that keep more money in your pocket, you can spend more time relaxing and less time managing your U.S. cash. Making retirement plans that take you south of the border? We're with you. Visit rbc.com slash usbanking today to learn more. Andrea Metric is the Senior Director of Home Equity Financing, Acquisition and Distribution at RBC. She's joining us today to talk about some interesting findings from an annual RBC poll, which asks Canadians across the country about their attitudes and perceptions towards home ownership. Good morning, Andrea Metric. Thank you so much for joining the show as part of our Take 5 with RBC series. Well, thanks for having me this morning, Kathy. Looking forward to our discussion. So your poll findings, this RBC home ownership poll that was run just recently, it shows that home buying attitudes are shifting as Canadians get into the post-pandemic mindset. Could we start by summarizing some of the key changes you've observed over the past two years? I would be happy to share. Great. And thanks for again for having me, Kathy. So what we saw from our poll results this year was that the home purchase intentions are going back to pre-pandemic levels. Hmm. After a record-breaking year that we saw for the housing market in 2021, Canadians' intent to purchase is now back to what it was in January 2020, with about a quarter, or 23% of our respondents, saying that they're likely to purchase a home in the next two years. 
Hmm. And this compares to 30% in 2021 and 22% in 2020. So it's important to note that although we're seeing, um, you know, this, this shift in, in the m- mindsets, it's a kind of like that pre-pandemic mindset again, we are still seeing a significant amount of housing activity, especially in the major urban centers, whether that be Toronto or Vancouver. But it certainly suggests that the rush we saw over the last two years has subsided. And what we're seeing is that Canadians may now be taking that step back, you know, and setting aside more time to plan and save before they're making that jump into home ownership. The poll also found that the, the desire and the, um, the need to find more space mm. that we saw at the height of the pandemic seems over, with about 59% of, our, of the respondents saying that location is now more important than buying a larger home as we return to normal. Only 25% of our respondents said that they would be willing to be further away from amenities to find a larger home. Isn't that interesting how things have shifted in the last two years? Um, Another set of findings from your poll highlighted there's a stress, right, that many Canadians are feeling in the face of rising home prices. And one stat in particular that stood out for me was that 54% are stressed knowing they may need to buy a home farther away from family and friends. Can you expand on those findings and talk about ways prospective home buyers can manage those concerns? Yes, for sure. So buying a home is typically the largest purchase most Mm. Canadians will ever make. So it's natural that it comes with a certain level of stress, especially in today's market. Of the respondents in our poll who said that housing prices have impacted major milestones in their life, 54% are stressed knowing that they may need to buy a home further away from family and friends. 47% said that thinking about buying or saving a home as prices rise is causing stress in their relationship. And 30% said that due to increasing prices, they will likely need to live longer with their parents so they can save enough to buy. So recognizing the stress that many Canadians are feeling, I'd say that one of the first things to make sure of is having a clear picture of your finances is really that first step of feeling more in control. So while you can't control, you know, the market factors, such as whether it's inflation or rising interest rates, taking the time to create a plan and understand where you are financially can really help address some of that stress and uncertainty. Speaking with an expert can really, you know, who can give you that advice, can help you plan for a rising rate environment, can help consider the increasing costs of living and any changes that you may have in your personal finances and how those can impact your budget. That's probably one of the best things I'd say is, you know, that speaking with the expert can provide. So this is another question I have for you, and it's more is actually sort of personal because my daughter and my grandsons are moving further away because they needed to be able to afford a house. So I have a house that's closer to an urban center. So what advice do you have for current owners like me who are thinking about making their next home purchase to be closer to family, or maybe I just want to downsize? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you're a current homeowner, just as you are, Kathy, you know, you, know, you want to get a sense of what's the value of your home. That's the first thing you'd want to know. From there, then you can start to understand what you can realistically afford. So home values, as we've been seeing, um, you know, they continue to change year over year. And in some markets, they're actually changing month over month. So it's always a good idea to check to see where your home price currently sits and the home value sits. The RBC Home Value Estimator is an online tool that's really designed to help current homeowners see what their home may be worth today. Um, By answering a few questions, you can quickly find out the estimated value of your home, your estimated current home equity, plus you can see how much a renovation project could increase the value of your home. And again, if you have any questions or if you need any more, any advice, speaking with an expert should always be that next move that you take. 
RBC Financial Advisors, RBC Mortgage Specialists can really help with every step of the home buying journey, whether that means putting together a financial plan to set yourself up for that next purchase or kicking off the mortgage application process, whichever one it may be. And we can go to rbc.com slash mortgages for more information and to maybe do that for ourselves. I really appreciate your advice today. Andrea, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you so much, Kathy. Great to be here. Take care. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Mark Twain said that, and dreaming and discovering is something we might have the time to do with our grandkids and as the world opens up and becomes slowly a bit safer to go out into. It might be time to take the dreaming stage into discovery. Thanks to Claudia for sharing her insights on skip-gen travel. With my two grandsons only being two and a half and a one-year-old, I think I'll wait until we're past the diaper stage before I take that on. Something you might not know about me is that I've been a single mother. When my two oldest kids were one and three, and before I remarried a few years later and had my two other kids. Being a single working mom is a tough slog, and I thank Mona for sharing her experiences with me. The life of a single grandma is one she will continue to explore. Next week's go-to grandma is going to be a fun one. Technology experts Amber Mack and Winston C. join me to help me get my tech on. Amber is going to tell us about some high-tech child-proofing tools that you might want to install in your home for when the grandkids visit. And Winston walks me through some terrific travel apps I might want to download before I plan a skip-gen or family travel adventure with the grandkids outside of the house. Our Take 5 with RBC brings us part two of our discussion on estate planning for women. But granddads and random men, please feel free to listen in as well. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you picked up some fun and facts. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, make sure to check out other episodes from our first 40. I'm Kathy Buckworth. You've been listening to Go To Grandma. Enjoy your grand journey. Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Buckworth or email her kathy at kathybuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.